Good morning. It's good to be with you today as we uh, continue in our VBS week here at St. Matthew's. I'm dressed in my VBS shirt, uh, some inside baseball about how I do these. I record a day early, so this is Monday morning that I'm recording for Tuesday morning. So uh, that's why yesterday's VBS reflection I recorded Friday, so I had my work clothes. Uh, but today I'm wearing my VBS clothes, my I love VBS shirt. Um, so it's a, I love VBS week because it's a week I get to come to church in uh, shorts all week. So that's always fun wearing my Southern Miss hat at the top. We'll see what happens tonight. Um, with it, tomorrow morning when you're watching this, I'll either be happy because I'll be trying to uh, worm our way to Omaha with some of my Southern Miss friends or I'll be dejected. We'll, we'll find out in about, about 12 hours. We'll know what happened. So anyway, uh, it's good to be with you as we continue. Uh, we're studying uh, in VBS this year, uh, Superhero Hotline. It's uh, it's all about superheroes and how God, uh, how we're all heroes and heroes follow Jesus. So we're learning about this week in PB, learning about that this week in VBS. And if you're around the Madison area, hey, swing on by Bible school one night and check it out. It's um, We're having a lot of fun. Uh, our workers have worked so hard. Uh, to decorate and uh, we have a lot of great volunteers and um it's, it's just a fun season so we'd love to have you come and check it out last night we talked about how jesus assembled a team and today um, we're going to talk about um uh some heroes in the old testament the hebrew midwives it's a wonderful story i don't know how many of you are familiar with it it's in exodus chapter 1 verses 8 through 22 so that's a story that you may not be familiar with but it's a really neat story so let's read uh, this starting in Exodus 1, starting with verse 8. Now a new king rose over Egypt, who did not know Joseph. He said to his people, Look, the Israelite people are more numerous, more powerful than we. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them, or they will increase, and in the event of war, join our enemies and fight against us, and escape from the land. Therefore, they set taskmasters over them to oppress them with forced labor. They built supply cities, Pithom and Ramses, for Pharaoh. But the more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied and spread. So the Egyptians came to dread the Israelites. The Egyptians became ruthless in imposing tasks upon the Israelites and made their lives bitter with hard service in mortar and brick of every kind of field labor. They were ruthless in all the tasks they imposed upon them. The king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, one of whom was named Shifra and the other Puah, when you act as midwives to the Hebrew women and set them on the birth stool, if it is a boy, kill him. But if it's a girl, she shall live. But the midwives feared God. They did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but let the boys live. So the king, king of Egypt summoned the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this and allowed the boys to live? The midwives said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they are vigorous and give birth before the midwife comes to them. So God dealt well with the midwives. And the people multiplied and became very strong. And because the midwives feared God, he gave them families. Then Pharaoh commanded all his people, Every boy that is born to the Hebrews you shall throw into the Nile, but you shall let every girl live. Okay. So let, let's, let's rewind and remember what's happening here. If you remember from the end of Genesis, uh, um, uh, Jacob has his 12 sons and Joseph is um, has the, the coat of many colors, sold into slavery by his brothers, goes to Egypt, eventually rises to be second in command. And while in Egypt, God gives Joseph visions of or interpret streams of the incoming of the incoming famine. So Joseph prepares Egypt for the famine. Egypt has plenty of grain, plenty of food. They're able to survive well. While the famines hit, the the brothers um, go to Egypt to find food, and because God has placed Joseph a second in command, uh, he he provides a way 
and provide safety for the Israelites and they are saved. And so now um, we see that, uh, I love, we all love this line, a new king arose who did not remember Joseph. So now Joseph, the Israelites are no longer favored because Joseph has passed and the kings who remember Joseph have passed. And so now we see the people are, are being oppressed because of this. One of, the, one of the things I talked about in my sermon yesterday I'd say Matthews was how when we understand Bible and the overarching story, the greater story it's telling of covenant and relationship and God's redemption, we see so many things that Scripture fits so well together. So the Exodus narrative is a great example. Let's let's talk about this. So the dominant story of the Old Testament is how the people of God flee from famine in the Promised Land, from danger in the Promised Land. They go to safety in Egypt. That eventually, God calls his people out of Egypt to return to the promised land for the purpose he has for them. Okay? Anybody else in the Bible who, for safety, fled to Egypt? Jesus. When Herod began to kill the children, much like Pharaoh here, um, he, Mary and Joseph and Jesus fled to Egypt. They stayed in Egypt until Herod died. And then when Herod died, they returned to Egypt for the purpose God had called Jesus to. So once again, do you, do you see the parallel between Israel in the Old Testament and Jesus in the New? There, when you read Scripture in this way, you see parallels all across Scripture. I just think that's a beautiful example of how Scripture works in that ways. Anyway, back to the story. Shepherd and Pua were Hebrew midwives, and, and because the, the Egyptians feared the Israelites because they'd become so numerous and so large, um, he told the midwives, it's a boy, kill the boy. You know, we're, we're going to snuff the people out. They're going to be no more. Um, and um, so they, they because they feared God, they did not. Uh, they did not. And they resisted this evil command uh, and did what God told them to do, even though it meant going against, um, going against Pharaoh. Uh, they feared God more than men. And I think, one of my favorite persons in, in, in church history is Martin Luther. I don't know how many of you are familiar, familiar with Luther. He was the starter of the Lutheran church, obviously, uh, the 95 Thesis. Um, and um, and he began the Protestant Reformation, and, and he was called by the Pope several times to recant. Um, and he has the great line where he said, Here I stand, I can do no other. He felt called by God to do what God had called him to do. And that is a, um, it's a powerful thing, y'all. That's why we have to know the voice of our shepherd. Um, the sheep, as Jesus tells us, the sheep know the voice of the shepherd. And if we're going to know what the shepherd's called us to do, then we have to know his voice. These Hebrew midwives feared God. They knew God's voice. They knew what God had called them to do. And because they had heard the voice of God, they had heard what God had commanded them to do. They knew what God had commanded them to do. So they stood for what God wanted them to do, even though it meant going against Pharaoh. They had the courage to stand in their convictions. And um, that's an important thing for us, isn't it, y'all? Is to... Stand in our convictions. Don't stand in the proper convictions. I always think of something Dr. Bryan used to say in seminary. There are three crosses at Calvary. 
the only one worth dying on. He said there must be something, there, not every hill is worth dying on, but some hills are worth dying on. He said, you know, his joke was always, and the coal of the toilet paper of the church is not a hill worth dying on. Not everything is a hill worth dying on, but there are some hills worth dying on. There are some things that are, are so important to our conviction that here we stand, we can do no other. But it's so important for us, y'all, to know the voice of the Good Shepherd, to listen to the voice of the Good Shepherd. Because when we hear the voice of the Good Shepherd, we know where to stand, and we know what we're called to do, and we know where we're called to be. And so as a pastor, I have my convictions, but one of the things I always try to do as a pastor is to help others find their convictions, to, to help them learn to listen for God's voice through Scripture, through worship, through prayer, through fasting, through the means of grace, to listen for the voice of the Good Shepherd and to know where, where and what it is the Good Shepherd has called us to do. These Hebrew midwives, they knew they were called by God to spare the boys so that God would be able to make a way for what he was going to do. And God actually used these midwives to make that way. So friends, when we know the voice of the shepherd, when we know what God's calling us to do, when we know where to stand and what to stand upon, then we know that God will make the way. Saturday trust. Listen for the voice of the Good Shepherd. Listen for what God's calling you to do. Pray, fast, listen, pray, have conversation. One of the things that I do in my life the most when I'm praying through something, there's some people that I trust really deeply in my life, and I will have conversation with them and say, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? And not that I'm letting them make the decision for me, but the Bible talks about wise counsel. Who do you talk to? Who do you, who do you pray with? Who do you reach out to? These midwives heard the voice of their shepherd and they obeyed and God used them. And that makes them heroes. Today, friends, we can do the same. So let's listen, let's pray, let's listen for God's voice and let's stand where God has us to stand and be who God's called us to be. Today, they followed God, and they stood, and God used them. So today, let's do the same thing. Listen, pray, follow, follow Jesus. Know his voice, y'all. A lot of voices out there. Know his voice and stand in that. Hey, thanks for uh, journeying with us today as we uh, are going through VBS together. Pray for our kids. Pray for our workers. Pray for everybody involved. This is always a great week. I'm glad you joined us today, and we'll uh, see you tomorrow morning for another reflection uh, from our VBS week. Thanks for being with us.